The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Ritan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. That's the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, an article by Chuck Martin. It's about hospitality of the future, and the future is now, apparently. Marriott and Samsung and LeGrand and the LeGrand team have uh, teamed up to create the Internet of Things Hotel, quote-unquote, room of the future. So uh, the idea here is that you're going to have mobile and voice technologies personalize your hotel stay. Marriott has an Internet of Things guest room lab where uh, if you're there, you can ask a virtual assistant for everything from a wake-up call to using a full-length mirror, mirror for a yoga routine to starting a shower at the desired temp um, that's pre-stored in your customer profile. You can even request various housekeeping services all via voice. Now, we know that voice is booming, and there's been projections that voice search, by the way, uh, will be taking over just regular search here, not, not in the too dis- distant future. But now voice apparently is being used to customize um, all kinds of businesses, including, uh, including this Marriott situation. Uh, it comprises 30 hotel brands, 6,400 properties in 126 countries. Um, Samsung is going to provide the Internet of Things Arctic platform and SmartThings Cloud, which is basically what's driving all of this. So they're, they're the technology behind it. And LeGrand specializes in digital building technologies, and they have an initiative called the Elliott Program. So all three of those are coming together. Apparently, the voice command approach is not yet finalized. It's still in process. Uh, but look for this to come to a Marriott near you at some point in the near future. Our first profile today is a reasonable luxury mom. This is a 35 to 44-year-old woman married with kids, uh, elementary school, making around $75,000 a year. And uh, this is a woman who loves luxury. Uh, in fact, she loves it a lot and struggles a lot with it because she has some guilt on uh, purchasing items and kind of how to balance that with her family's needs. She really enjoys very, very nice things and she's willing to pay more for it. In fact, she'll drive out of her way to a factory outlet store to get something for a good deal if it's a designer. She loves designer products. Her kids actually impact a lot of what she ends up purchasing. And uh, she likes to shop all over the place, but especially at specialty stores because of the service that she gets. Her friends actually end up influencing where she's going to buy. She asks a lot of advice before buying new things as well. Uh, And she goes toward brands that she knows and loves. That tends to be the first thing that she does. So what are those brands? Well, she loves Clinique and MAC. She um, drinks apparently a lot of wine. <laughs> I know that was interesting. At retail, she's she's shopping Calvin Klein and J. Crew, Old Navy and Gap. Um, so nothing too remarkable there. She's driving an Audi and a Mercedes Benz. 
Um, she is online a lot getting her news, and she's on TV watching a lot of kids' shows, because remember, she's got those younger kids, so she's on Nick and Disney, but she's also watching HGTV as well, because remember, she loves her home. Uh, she's also a big shopper, and shopping is kind of the season we're in right now. We're running up against Cyber Monday here. It's the holiday season. A lot of us are opening our wallets. But we may also be opening our security to those bad guys lurking out there. Well, my guest today knows all about that, and his job is to combat that for companies and individuals. Bryce Austin is the CEO of TCE Strategy and a leading voice on emerging technology and cybersecurity issues. Um, he's spent 10 years in the business, including he looked through that data breach at Target way back in 2014. So he's got the... Uh, He's got the war stories to share there, uh, but he's also the author of a new book, Secure Enough, 20 Questions on Cybersecurity for Business Owners and Executives, and we're going to be picking his brain today about not only from a consumer standpoint what you should be looking for if you're online shopping, but if you're a business owner, um, what you, should you be doing to ensure that not only is your business secure, but anyone who comes to shop your e-commerce site is also secure. Stick around. We're going to talk to Bryce Austin when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. My guest today is Bryce Austin. He's the CEO of TCE Strategy and a leading voice on emerging technologies and cybersecurity issues. With over 10 years of experience as a chief information officer and chief information security officer, Bryce does advise lots of people, including boards of companies and industries, like financial services, retail, healthcare, tech, and manufacturing. Uh, he's worked at Wells Fargo in the business payroll services and also at Target. We'll remember Target and that darn data breach. Well, guess what, Bryce was there. We're going to ask him about that, too. Uh, he's also the author, though, of a book called Secure Enough, 20 Questions on Cybersecurity for Business Owners and Executives. And, Bryce, I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much, Maria. I appreciate it. Well, I feel like every time we turn on the TV or we open up the paper or you go online, you see another security breach. What is going on? Has it gotten easier for these guys, these bad guys, to crack the code, or are we just getting lazier? 
<laughs> I don't think it's easier than it was before. I think it's more profitable than it was before. <laughs> so there are more people trying to do it. Uh, these cyber criminals are going after either money or power, one of the two. Now, for individuals and small businesses, it tends to be money. Uh, with breaches like Target, they're trying to find data that they can sell on the criminal market, like people's credit card uh, numbers. If it's individuals and small businesses, well, these criminals figured out something. Most of us don't have a large store of data that they can sell to someone else and make a profit. But we do have a store of data that we care about very much. It's our own personal information or it's our information about what we need to make our business go. And if they steal that from us and then extort money from us to try to get it back, they're making a large profit. So regrettably, uh, they're using our own insecurity against us to try to line their pockets. <laughs> they're doing a pretty darn good job, it looks like. Because again, they're sense of biggies. But I mean, I think the thing that kind of strikes the heart of everyone who sees one of these cybersecurity um, breaches is like, well, how can I keep myself safe? Is it even possible today to keep myself safe? What do you think? It's possible to keep yourself much safer. Uh, there's no such thing as perfect security, but there's security to where the odds of them breaking into you as opposed to someone else become very, very remote. And that's a security that I try to advocate to my clients. Uh, on a personal level, there are some simple things that we can do that help make it much less likely that we're going to be breached. The first, this sounds kind of simple and silly, let our computers auto-update themselves. Uh, Windows and Macintosh computers and iPhones and Androids, they all have these settings that say, I want to install a new patch or a new version of this software. Well, often those pieces of software are closing security holes. When security holes are found inside of these programs, they can be particularly nasty, Maria. Uh, the analogy I like to use is Star Wars. You know, for those of us that remember the original one back in the 70s, <laughs> Luke Skywalker yes, was able to – there you go. Okay, so do I. So do I. Uh, he was able to blow up the Death Star by shooting his proton torpedoes down the thermal exhaust vent. Well, that's all science fiction, but the point is that a small ship with a very specialized weapon, if they knew exactly how to use it, could blow up the whole system. Well, these security vulnerabilities that are found, like the one that was found in this thing called Apache Struts that Equifax fell victim to, well, mm -hmm. they can allow a computer to think that you are someone that you aren't. And by you, I'm talking about a cyber criminal attacker. So these patches that we let our systems put in, those are the attempt by the software manufacturer to protect us from newly found vulnerabilities. And when we don't put those patches in, well, the bad guys take advantage of that. And uh, if it isn't done consistently at large companies, we get breaches the size of Equifax. If individuals don't do it, the breach to us personally can be every bit as bad. It just affects fewer people. Wow. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, with the Equifax thing, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you think about that. But it, it feels like that struck everyone in the world. You know, it, it feels like because Equifax has such a large amount of data, like how can you even know if you got hacked? I mean, really, it feels like well, the chances are you got hacked. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. If you were, you were in Equifax's database, if you were a person that had a credit score had a credit report. That is and everybody most does, right? Americans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, uh, 
I've heard a statistic that roughly half of us in America file a tax return, and roughly half of us in America got breached by Equifax. Uh, the good or bad news is, as of now, I've not heard a story where the data stolen from Equifax has shown up on the black market. In cyber terms, it's called the dark web, and that's the parts of the internet that Google doesn't search, and criminals try to uh, trade their illegal merchandise on the dark web. Well, the Equifax data hasn't been seen there. So what's likely going on with that one, and I don't know if this makes us feel better or worse, my guess is that it was another government. They're called nation states. And that government got into this system, and if I was a major government, well, I wouldn't be looking to take money from people individually. That takes too long. I'd be looking for people that have access to data that I really want. My uh, doomsday scenario with Equifax is as follows. If I was able to find a group of people that had good secure, I'm sorry, good uh, credit scores for a long period of time, and then recently have had something happen in their life, uh, a health issue, loss of a job, a divorce, to where their credit score is now taken a hit, those people are likely vulnerable. <laughs> And if I do social media searches on those people looking for folks with a title like defense contractor at some interesting defense company or data analyst at a large financial institution or some other area where I have access to data that another government would really want, well, those people that I would target individually. And uh, if a person or a company finds himself in the crosshairs of another government, it's very hard to defend against. So I don't think 99.9% .9 of us have anything directly to worry about from Equifax, but I'm very concerned that the 0.1% that this government chooses to target as uh, individual people, they could have a very difficult road ahead. And I hope I'm wrong. Oh, gosh, I hope you're wrong. And I hope I'm not in that 1%. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm that, me, me too. I, I do. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, not not, not at all. Um, in general, though, Equifax is a great example of how standard cybersecurity hygiene is so critically important. The way that they got hacked is that they didn't apply a patch to one of their websites. And the patch was known about since last March. Companies mm -hmm. as big as Equifax, they get alerts a few days before the rest of us. So the Department of Homeland Security reached out to them and said, we know about a really nasty issue. And in three days, the world's going to know because we're going to tell everybody. And we expect criminals to start jumping on this bandwagon the moment that we put the alert out. And they were supposed to patch it within 48 hours, and somehow it slipped through the cracks. And 145 million wow. social security numbers later, here we are. That's crazy. Great. Well, who, but, so you talked about uh, Homeland Security. Is that one of the institutions that holds someone like an organization like Equifax accountable? I mean, what is the fallout for something like this? Boy, that's an excellent question. Believe it or not, Maria, the laws in this country, they, they help protect us against negligence. They help protect us, well, against a lot of things. But the act of losing someone's personal data is not in and of itself a crime. You'd certainly mm. think it would be, wouldn't you? Yeah. It now, if someone can use that data and uh, have something harmful happen to you as an individual, well, now it is a crime. Now it's negligence. And uh, I am not a lawyer, nor have I played one on a podcast. But my understanding is that 
in the negligence laws are set up such that the company accused of negligence has to have a duty to either keep something safe or not perform a certain action. You have to prove that they did not live up to that duty. And then you have to prove that harm was done to you. Mm-hmm. It's that second part that's the problem. If you can prove that your information was stolen during a hack and someone used that hack to have harmful things happen to you, then they could be guilty of negligence. But proving that that was the hack that did it, that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, the criminals aren't advertising mm-hmm. that information. So a lot of people ask me, who holds these, these large companies to account? Well, to some extent, the shareholders do. But the trouble is we aren't their individual customer. See, when a breach happens like Target, mm-hmm. Target has That's a right. natural want mm-hmm. to make it right. We buy from Target. Mm-hmm. We are Target's mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. With Equifax, uh, we are their product. I was talking about this once at the historic grain mill here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And to use the grain mill analogy, we are the wheat that gets ground up Mm -hmm. in those flour mills to try to make their product. So we need laws on the books that hold these companies accountable that say the act of losing individual citizens' data is in and of itself a crime with specific punishments. And what I recommend is that people go to a website called www.callmycongress.com. That's www.callmycongress.com. If you type in your home address, it will tell you who your congresspeople and senators are, and it will give you their email addresses and their phone numbers. They need to hear from us as business owners and as individuals saying that we need laws on the books to hold companies like Equifax accountable when they have these negligent actions take place. Yes, hear, 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 hear. I totally agree. So for everyone, again, it's callmycongress.com. Um, we're going to take a quick break, Bryce, but when we come back, I, I want to talk about um, small business owners, right? Because um, it's not just individuals that get hacked or that are vulnerable. It's businesses, clearly, and we have a lot of small businesses, many of them started by women. And since you're on purse strings, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that. And then I also want to tackle holiday because we're going to be doing a lot of online shopping here in the next few weeks and we're putting out a lot of our confidential information. And so it seems only right to talk about how to put in some protections for us for the holidays. So stick around. Bryce Austin returns with her strings returns in just a moment. Her strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. Welcome back. I've been chatting today with Bryce Austin. He's the author of a new book called Secure Enough, 20 Questions on Cybersecurity for Business Owners and Executives. And he also happens to be the CEO of TCE Strategy and a leading voice on emerging technology and cybersecurity issues. And uh, we've been talking about some of the major breaches, Equifax being one of them, and the fact that, believe it or not, we can't do much about it except maybe try to make ourselves a little bit more secure. But I I kind of want to talk about small businesses, Bryce, because, uh, you know, it's the backbone of our economy, small business. And a lot of those businesses every year are started by women. Um, Can you talk a little bit about how prevalent it is for small businesses to see these cyber breaches and whether or not maybe female business owners are better or less prepared than their male counterparts? Great questions, Maria. Uh, small business is becoming a specific target of cyber criminals, especially organized crime. What they're doing is finding known security vulnerabilities, either in the way a network is set up, in a certain product on the network, or in a certain piece of software that uh, a company is running. They are exploiting that vulnerability to get into a network, and then they are locking up or encrypting as much data as they can find. As soon as you notice you can't get to your data, which means you can't run your business, then they want to get money from you. And if you don't pay up, (laughs) they won't give it back. So what can we do to help ourselves? Well, first is having good backups. There isn't a way to patch every single hole all the time, and it's unrealistic to think we're going to. So having daily backups of your critical data, preferably ones that are offline, and what I mean by that is that you disconnect some device from your network that has a backup of last night's data. So if you are hacked, well, bad guys can't hack something in a drawer. And that's a very good mm-hmm. way to have a, a, a secure system. It's called an air gap. And they mean that literally. There are no wires hooked up to this, this backup. That's one of the big things that we can do. From a male versus female standpoint, I think female-owned businesses are particularly vulnerable because many more of them have online shopping capabilities than the male ones. I'm not mm-hmm. positive why that is, but it's interesting. There was a study I found in Australia that said roughly 40% of all female-owned businesses have a website that sells products, and only 28% of male-owned businesses do. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're selling products online, it means you have credit card information going through your systems, and that makes you a larger target. Uh, mm-hmm. There are some things that uh, women-owned businesses can do to help with that, though. If you are taking credit cards on your website, there are companies that specialize in offloading that particular service to their servers, to their systems. You do have to pay them a small fee to do it, 
But as soon as someone goes to check out on your website, if they do the checkout process on a third party who specializes in that, this is the same thing as paying Ford or Chevrolet or Toyota to sell you a car where they put hundreds of millions of dollars into the crash testing and the safety and the overall worthiness of that car to keep you safe in an accident. Well, these companies that specialize in the checkout process do the same thing with your company's data and with the credit card data of your users. And I recommend that all small businesses and most mid-sized businesses take advantage of those, uh, those particular mm-hmm. services. So if I'm a consumer and I'm online shopping, as most everyone will be, especially on the Cyber Monday, what do I need to be looking for? I mean, uh, if I'm a small business, how do I put out that I'm a secure online place to shop, and what as a consumer should I be looking for? That's a good question. Let's start with the small businesses. So as a small business, your uh, website itself needs to be encrypted. And I'm often asked, what does it mean to be encrypted? Uh, everyone knows that encryption means that no one else should be able to read it, but how, do, how does that work? Well, the 30-second the mathematical version is there are certain things that people can do and computers very quickly, like what's 7 times 11? Well, that's 77. But if I were to go to you without saying the first part and say, what two prime numbers factor together to make 77? If you hadn't started there, you have to for a while. It's just a hunt and peck. So does a computer. And if you make those numbers hundreds of characters long, a computer can multiply them together very quickly, but it can't factor them back. And at the simplest level, that's encryption. So your Mm -hmm. site needs to be encrypted. The way you do that is getting an encryption certificate. Most companies have their websites hosted by someone else. Uh, I use GoDaddy. There are many other choices out there. And they will sell you an encryption certificate. When you do that, a couple of good things happen to you as a small business owner. First, you show up higher in the Google rankings. Google likes encrypted websites, and you will be higher in the search results with an encrypted page than not, and that's really important. Second, anyone communicating with your website has that encryption in between their computer and your servers, so people can't be listening in to your site, seeing what are people most interested in, because that's information that only you should have as the business owner, not your competitors. From a consumer standpoint, Well, when you go to a website, if you see in the upper left-hand corner a little green closed padlock, that's an indicator that the site you're running is secure. It has that encryption I just talked about. If you see a red open padlocked, it means you don't. And for those sites, if you want to browse the information, feel free. Don't type in your credit card information. Uh, Any personal information going through internet, it is just like shouting that information in a crowded room. If someone happens to be within earshot or on the internet, if someone knows how to listen in between two computers, they can hear everything that you're doing. But there's another big part of consumer security that often gets overlooked. Um, I'll, I'll admit it. When I first got online many years ago, I used the same password at every website. And almost everyone does, because remembering passwords is a pain in the neck. Here's the problem, Maria. There is a new business model that's come out. Criminals are setting up a website about dogs or about cats or about some hobby. It doesn't matter what. And they've got free pictures, free information, all kinds of things to attract you to the site. 
Well, if you want to get the cat of the week video emailed to you, or if you want to get access to the bonus section or what have you, they want you to sign up with the username and a password. Presumably, they're either doing this out of the goodness of their own heart, or they're doing it for the advertising space they sell on either side of the website. Well, that's not their business model. Their business model is to take the username and password that you just typed in and quietly try it on Amazon mm -hmm. and on a major banking site and on eBay and on anywhere else they think they can hack you and then purchase mm -hmm. products using your credit card. So as a consumer, using different uh, passwords at different sites, it really is critical, Maria. And there are programs mm -hmm. to help you do it. There are programs that can yes. make it so that they will remember them. Yes, yes. And we all, Josh knows I need that. I need that ordinary, <laughs> very secure spreadsheet. That's for sure. <laughs> um, uh, one, last e question. Either way is helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have a system, right, that can't get cracked. Yes. Um, I do have mm -hmm. one final question, and then we're going to have to wrap it up. But, um, you know, a lot of these small businesses, they don't have an IT staff. They're, you know, they're boot bootstrapping this the best they can. What are some quick suggestions you have for helping those small businesses out when it comes to amping up their security? Sure. Uh, my first is be very careful when you get security cameras. They sound terrific, but if they're connected to the Internet, they can be uh, a way to hack your system in and of themselves. There are new cybersecurity appliances, and these are popular ones. You can get them at Best Buy and other retailers. One is called a Cujo, and it's an appliance mm -hmm. you put on your network that tries to look for criminal behavior, and it will alert if you're going to malicious websites and don't know it or if you had a new device hooked up to your network and didn't realize it. Those are really helpful. I'd mention your devices to auto-update themselves. What I mean by that is from your laptops and desktops, Windows will ask you, I want to auto-update. I start. Let it do those updates and patches. Same thing for your smartphones. Running antiviruses is mm -hmm. as important as it ever was. Uh, there are many big companies that do that. There is some controversy over Kaspersky right now and whether or not they're a Russian conduit. Uh, Best Buy has taken them off of their products. Whether or not you want to use them as an individual is up to you. I choose to use a different product. Encryption is important. We talked about it with websites. Your laptop is easy to encrypt the hard drive on. Your smartphone is easy to encrypt as well. So if, goodness forbid, someone steals your, uh, your laptop, uh, they've only stolen the device. They haven't stolen your data. Windows 10 mm -hmm. supports this natively. Uh, if you get a professional version or above, all Macintoshes for the last several years support this. You just need to go into system preferences, security, and tell it to encrypt the hard drive. And the same password used to get into your laptop will, will decrypt the drive. Finally, having someone do an independent security review of your company, it's a good idea, Maria. It's not overly expensive, but there are people, um, my company included, that will do an independent vendor agnostic review of a company to see whether or not there are obvious vulnerabilities. Mm. Well, and speaking of where to find you, because people listening today could be feeling a little panicked, <laughs> a little vulnerable, maybe. <laughs> uh, but uh, you don't have to, right? So go check out Bryce Austin, B-R-Y-C-E, Austin, as in AustinTexas.com. And, of course, they can always pick up your book, right, Bryce? Secure Enough, 20 Questions on Cybersecurity for Business Owners and Executives. And where can they find the book? 
Uh, it is on Amazon. It is at Barnes & Noble, and there is a link on my website. All secure places, of course, to purchase the book. Am I right? Indeed. Yes, they are. <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope so. Bryce, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for the opportunity, Maria. I appreciate it. Yep, and thanks to my producer, George, and join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.